Welcome to the Phillies Focus Pod. On today's episode, I will look back on the week that was five and two week as I had hoped, so things are moving in the right direction. And Brandon Marsh, potential MVP candidate, anyone? Um, I will look at Jose Alvarado's dominant start to the year as well as the rest of the bullpen seemingly starting to turn it around. A couple other minor notes such as JT Real Muto's less than desirable start and a quick look around the league and a look ahead at, to, at the week to come. So without further ado, let's get this started. Interestingly, Pete Rose used to use a, uh, a bat that was manufactured in, ja- in Japan, the Mizuno bat, when I was bat boy for the Phillies, and it was oh, the really? hardest wood I had ever touched. So Ruben Amaro was broadcasting the game on Sunday morning uh, that was on Peacock, and he was quoted as saying that when he was making trades when he was GM uh, with the Phillies, that he was conscientious of wanting the other team to get good value via the trade as well as the Phillies getting value as well um, in hopes that other GMs would take notice of his history of trade making and want to continue to make trades with the Phillies, via, uh, seeing as though the Phillies were constantly giving up a good return on their um, on their trades that they would make during his tenure. That that was something that he strived for was wanting to give up good talent that would end up having a good career with the other teams, hoping that it would entice other GMs to continue to do business with him. Um, So yeah, I will just leave that there for you to digest yourself. No more need be said. So anyway, um, pretty good week for the Phillies, just as I had hoped and um, I guess you could say predicted. They went uh, 5-2, and ended up uh, winning the White Sox series, which... uh, had the doubleheader on Tuesday and then ended it out on Wednesday. Um, so good first and third game sandwiched in between a really rough one, which I'll get to in a second. But all in all, won two out of three and then started off rough against the Rockies on Thursday, but then won three in a row to close it out, uh, taking three out of four. So again, a five and two week um, overall. We're 11 and 12. So. That makes it uh, eleven and seven after that tough own four start. So, trending above five hundred after uh, that rough first week, and things are moving in the right direction. So on on Tuesday we won game one of the doubleheader seven to four. Um, Wheeler is still kind of coming around. He he went five innings, gave up four. Um, Josh Harrison of all people was the hero on. Uh, in game one on Tuesday with a, a big home run. He had four RBIs. Um, so, yeah, and then going into game two, total opposite um, of uh, offensive showcase, that is. Only had one hint. I don't think we got it until the eighth inning when Brandon Marsh uh, got a, a double. Um, more from Brandon Marsh to come. Uh, Bailey Falter rebounded well after uh, a monster first inning home run that he gave up a three-run shot which would be 
all that the White Sox needed to take that one. So only got one hit on Tuesday night, lost 0-3. to And then Wednesday uh, had the series winner of a score to 5-2. to um, Turner had his first home run, which was nice to see. Brandon Marsh also had another home run. And uh, Taiwan Walker pitched well. He pitched into the seventh, got one out. So went six and a third, two earned runs. Um, still a few walks, only a few strikeouts, but he seems to be getting deeper into games, which was uh, one of the main reasons Dombrowski was enticed to sign him, which was uh, hoping he could eat up a lot of innings throughout the duration of the year. So that's uh, starting to come to fruition early on here. Um, yeah, but a clunker on Thursday to open the series against Colorado lost zero to five. Um, I think only had five or six hits and didn't really get anything going. And I don't have much to say about that one on Friday, uh, was a big resilient victory. We went down zero to three, ended up winning four to three. Um, Noah stuck through. He, uh, he started off a little shaky, had, had some, uh, I believe he gave up uh, three runs in the in the first inning with a three-run homer as well, but um, really stuck through there, battled it out. Um, Schwarber had a huge game-tying home run in the seventh inning, um, just a laser shot to right field, and that was huge. And Sosa was uh, hit the game-winning RBI in the eighth inning. Uh, Jerkson Profar just missed it. He just trapped it. He was um, inches away from stealing that one. And then Sosa in the ninth inning had some uh, some really nice defensive plays to close it out. So combination of Schwarber and Sosa pulling that one out on Friday, which was a huge come-from-behind victory. And Saturday, um, Cassianos finally got his first home run, and he did it in not one but two on the in the game. Um, also had a double late in the game, so... Big game from Cassianos, and uh, Pache also uh, smacked, crushed a home run to dead center field. I was shocked to see that one. I think he only, it might have only been the fourth home run of his career, I believe. Um, so they also won Saturday by a score of 4-3, to three. and then Sunday was the big offensive breakout. Ended up uh, winning 9-3. to three. Stott had another home run, uh, Turner had a second home run, and Marsh had another home run. Uh, Wheeler looked really dominant for most of the game. Most of his, uh, he pitched a season high, I think 111 pitches, got 11 strikeouts. Um, he had a really tough fourth inning, which in which, uh, they scored all three runs, which was, um, really out of place in, in, in the duration of his outing. Uh, the rest of the innings just looked totally dominant, um, but that, that fourth inning, uh, he really hit a wall. He uh, he walked a couple guys. He hit he hit or he, I think he walked one batter, a couple bloop singles, and a hit batter, as well as um, another couple hits that drove in runs. Uh, so things got really got off track there. But he was able to come back out in the fifth and the sixth inning. Rebounded really well. Uh, the Phillies rebounded well at, in the bottom of the fourth to retake the lead, which was big. And, uh, yeah, just overall, everybody kind of got involved. Uh, a lot of home runs yesterday. Even Cody Clemens uh, smashed one to right field for his first in a Phillies uniform. And um, just overall, really good way to end the week on uh, to, to sweep the weekend, at least Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and end uh, with a big offensive outing going into the first day off in a long time. Um, 
So yeah, uh, five and two week inching back to five hundred. Uh, Eleven and twelve. It's going to be a rough week uh, or a hard week ahead, I should say, to get to and and hopefully climb over that five hundred mark. Um, have some tough opponents coming up, which I'll get to at the end of the show. Um, so yeah, first things first. I want to focus on Brandon Marsh, who is just uh, who saw this coming. Who really truthfully saw Brandon Marsh um, almost at the end of April leading the majors in several uh, offensive categories? He's leading the majors in triples. He is leading the majors, uh, substantially leading in slugging percentage uh, by 40 points. He's he's uh, uh, .758 slugging right now, and the next guy closest to him is uh, Muncy in... LA he's batting a 718 um so uh, 40 points up in slugging on anyone else in the majors and then um his OPS is almost 100 points higher than anyone in the majors I believe that that's Muncie as well um but Brandon Marsh is an eye popping uh just over 1200 in OPS uh 12-12, and Muncy's at 11-29. Um, and then he's second in on-base percentage, too, which is big because he's he's also getting walks, which shows, um, shows hope for some sustainability in terms of his approach to the plate and his um, just overall revamping. Uh, his, his stance is so much shorter, crouch. He's gotten rid of the... Um, the step uh, step in to a swing, a uh, little bit of a toe tap, but nothing like he had with the Angels last year. So overall, um, Kevin Long gets a lot of hype as far as a hitting coach is concerned, but it seems like the real deal with the uh, alterations that he's able to make with players in such a short amount of time. I mean, I know Pache has uh, barely gotten uh, many at-bats this year, but even he is showing some promise in terms of uh, turning around his hitting ability due to some alterations that Long has made in such a short amount of time. Um, So yeah, Brandon Marsh is just on fire. Obviously, our younger players such as uh, Stott, whose hitting streak finally came to an end in uh, Game 2 of the doubleheader on Tuesday night. He did get up to 17 in Game 1. Finally came to an end in game two, um, but nonetheless, he's still batting over 340 right now. Like I said, had the home run in Sunday's victory against the Rockies, so he, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, he's going to be pretty well stationed in that leadoff spot against right-handed pitching for the time being. Um, but yeah, all this to say that between Marsh and Stott and Bohm, all the young guys that have taken huge steps forward... Um, offensively speaking, obviously there will be regression from all three of them. Their uh, their batting average on balls in play are um, all off the charts right now. So that, traditionally speaking, is going to even out over the course of the year. Um, by and they're up in the four hundred areas. So if you think about that um, on balls that they're putting in play, uh, they're batting over four hundred. So as regression to the mean will occur, that should drop um, substantially, which is going to bring their production um, back to earth. But 
with that being said, um, there is a lot of reasons for hope that in terms of being above average contributors on a uh, on a winning ball club, there it is starting to look like there is uh, potential for sustainability there with all three of them and um, and Brandon Marsh. Yeah, just so much to be excited about there. He's only uh, 25 and he's progressed so much in such a short amount of time at the plate he's only had uh just over 240 games under his MLB career which I was uh surprised to learn that I thought he had a little bit more experience with the Angels before we acquired him but um but yeah sky is the limit right now in terms of uh what he can become out there with a young cost-controlled center fielder that we have for many years ahead. I mean, um, we were hoping, uh, or the Phillies organization, I should say, was hoping for a uh, a very above average defensive center fielder who was going to be a good base runner and a potential eight nine hitter on a uh, on a good team. And uh, yesterday he was batting fifth. Um, I don't see that necessarily, you know, where his home will be as a uh, a player on the Phillies, but. Um, yeah, if we can, if he can hit uh, close to twenty home runs and his o- have his OPS up above eight hundred, which, like I said, right now it's above twelve hundred, which obviously it's going to come down. But yeah, um, he could b- very well be looking like a uh, well above average center fielder. And uh, yeah, what a trade um, right now for both teams. Uh, I was a little worried giving up Logan O'Hoppy, which. Uh, I'll get to him a little bit more later as well, but um, that we we could have gotten more for such a good young uh, catcher coming up in the minors, um, but so far so good for, for both teams, and this Brandon Marsh uh, acquisition last year is looking like uh, could be one of Dombrowski's uh, signature moves for the team, um, you know, given that he he could have a few of those moving forward, but um yeah so Brandon Marsh MVP anyone what do you think uh if the season were to end end today uh you would think so but uh yeah we'll see we'll see what it's if they're going these younger guys will be able to weather the struggles or um not will be able to um how are they are going to a uh react to adversity throughout the ups and downs of the season and I like the mental maturity uh that seems to proclaim off all three of them very uh mature for their years you obviously the well-documented reaction that Alec Bohm had last year to the fans <clears throat> it's uh booing him and him saying I fucking hate this place and we all know how that went down just to respond in the same night the way he did and then um Brandon Marsh and actually and Alec Bohm actually lived together um which is pretty cool it, it shows that uh the camaraderie that exists on this teams and that there is a genuine liking to each other, uh, which seems to occur on just about every winning and every winning team, every winning organization. There just has to be a genuine uh, liking towards each other as teammates that's, that have each other's backs. And you could really see all of that coming to fruition. Um, I guess you can date it all the way back to when Thompson took over last year after Girardi got fired, but um really once october hit and that run occurred you could just see how that locker room was so in tune with one another and uh 
you know, you worry about losing guys like Vierling and Maton, who apparently were totally loved by their teammates, and um, David Robertson, another one. So there, there's a lot of guys from that locker room last year on that run that just aren't there anymore. So kind of worry about the ramifications of that from a psychological perspective. Um, but so far, you you see these younger guys kind of picking up the baton and um, and filling in. I mean, these uh, all the players I've mentioned have, have really carried this team um, just to stay competitive early on. Um, Schwarber's been hitting his home runs, but he has not uh, – he hasn't been carrying them like he ultimately, uh, I'm sure, will as the season goes on. Um, Turner. Turner's been really good, uh, but not nearly as good as he can be uh, moving forward in terms of getting on base and stealing bases and all of that. Um, Cassianos has been really solid. Again, the power's starting to, co- to come. He has the most doubles in the majors and um, OPS well above 800. So he's been solid. Just about everybody's been hitting um, now that the base running mistakes have starting to been minimized and things of that nature. Stuff is starting to come around. Um, the guy I'm looking at, uh, as far as the seven like everyday regulars, Real Muto, uh, you know, he notoriously gets off to a little bit of a slow start. He has uh, by far the lowest on base percentage of any regular. He's uh only getting on base uh, at 280, and um, he's only regular under 320 as far as on base is concerned. So, look for someone like Real Muto as the other guys are start the younger guys are start to regress back back to earth. Um, it should be perfect timing for our older veteran types to start uh, progressing in the right direction. Um, so it should kind of start to counterbalance itself as far as offensive production is concerned. Um, let's see. Uh, as far as the bullpen, the bullpen has really uh, turned things around. Alvarado all year has just been totally lights out. He has he now has twenty strikeouts in just a, in just ten and a third innings pitched and zero walks. That's the thing that sticks out as much as the strikeouts. Um, they kind of go hand in hand together. Out, he's uh, he's at 17 strikeouts per nine innings right now, um, and just zero walks from a guy like Alvarado. Where that's even last year when he um, caught fire after his demotion and came back, and then through the playoffs he was still getting some walks here and there. Um, so to have uh, zero walks in over 10 innings and only that one earned run, as I mentioned last week, that big home run he gave up to uh, Jorge, Jorge Salar in, in, in Miami. Uh, it's the only run he's given up all year. Um, so Alvarado right now looks like uh, the best relief pitcher in baseball. So he has just been a godsend again. And um, Soto's really turned it around. He's, he's at 12 strikeouts per nine innings. Um, Kimbrell has been pitching much better, more command. He's at 11 strikeouts per nine innings. And uh, Bellotti's hurt now. He's, he's going to be out for a little bit, but um, he was still striking guys out at 10 strikeouts per nine innings. Um, so Soto is starting to look like that player we acquired, uh, striking out a lot of guys. He's been walking a lot less and coming in in the 6th and 7th to try to uh, either keep the game tied, hold on to the lead, or keep it 
the deficit at bay and um he's uh he's been much much better of late as Kimbrell uh, is two for two in save opportunities um gets a little shaky out there still but um he's he hasn't walked uh nearly as many as he did to start the year um and Sir Anthony, Sir Anthony's been a lot better too, slowly but surely he's rebounding from that really dreadful start, and um, he is exhibiting a, a much better command. Uh, his strikeouts aren't nearly uh, what what we're used to seeing uh, in his ability thus far to the year, but it's coming around, and I have no doubt that Sir Anthony will be uh, one of our go-to late-inning pitchers um, throughout the year. I mean, he's still remained in that that later spot. And, uh, yeah, after that start he had, it's just going to take some time for to get his numbers balanced out to where they should be. But he's uh, also trending in the right direction. So the bullpen has been huge, uh, not only this week, but the week before, I believe. Um, they've... They've only given up a few runs uh, in the last 20-plus innings. So um, as the starters are starting to bounce back out into form, so is the bullpen. And our offense is starting to turn it around a little bit. So things are uh, thankfully starting to bounce out, like I said, in the right direction after that 5-10 uh, and 10 start. And, um, yeah, yeah, things are starting to look a little more sane. It was... People, certain people uh, were starting to panic a little bit, and um, it wasn't one of them, but it was getting to that point where, like, if they continued on that uh, losing stretch, then um, we were a couple losses away from breaching into a little bit of, uh, you know, neg- negativity and pessimism, but we didn't get there, and we're at 11 and 12 now, and bullpen is rolling, starters are coming around, Um which brings me to Bryce Harper. Bryce, I said about injury updates coming this week. Um, yeah, Bryce Harper is looking like he might just set the record for fastest ever to come back from Tommy John surgery. Um, they're talking that he might be back for the Red Sox series the first weekend of May. Um, he's seeing his doctor in L.A. on May around May 1st uh, once they're out there. And... Um, if he gets cleared, then then he's all in. They're they're saying that they're going to skip uh, a rehab assignment. That he's going to go straight with all the simulated games he's been playing with the Phillies, and the they've been bringing up uh, high velocity relief pitchers that they have stored in uh, Triple and Double A to face him. He's also ra- faced uh, Ranger Suarez a couple times now, I believe, in a simulated game. Um, so, yeah, they, they don't believe that they're going to send him at all in a rehab assignment and come straight back to the majors. So just an incredible, incredibly fast progression of healing from Tommy John surgery by, by Harper. Um, you worry. You worry, is it a little too quick, right? But um, if he can uh, kind of – he's been working on changing his muscle memory in terms of sliding and trying to avoid rupturing that uh, – that tear in his in his elbow um by sliding the wrong way so even sliding back to first on a pick up pick off attempt things of that nature you do worry but um they they seem like they've been diligent in terms of leaving it to the medical personnel to make the final decision 
So that will ultimately happen um, as a result of the visit of his uh, seeing his doctor on on or around May 1st is what they said. So, um, yeah, it, at any rate, if it's not the Boston series, it should be within by the second week or second or third week in May, which is still uh, so far ahead of that original prediction of at or around the All-Star break. So, um we have a, a cavalry uh, coming, and uh, Suarez, too, is going to be progressing to a, a rehab assignment um, in, uh, in the minor leagues very shortly. They're looking at middle of May for him, it looks very likely at this point, so that's going to be huge. And then um, Andrew Painter has been playing catch from 60 feet. As of now, he's been uh, multiple... Uh, throwing sessions from 60 feet out so he is progressing back as well and yeah if you think about all those players that we've been missing to start the year um you know we've been finding a way to uh tread water now that we are kind of bouncing things out uh we the braves got swept over the weekend lost four in a row so we battled back to uh we're three and a half out of the division now at one point, um, I think we got down to seven, seven back. Um, so, or maybe it was six and a half, but nonetheless, um, kind of battling it out. And then we got reinforcements on the way in form of one of the best players in the world, one of the uh, best number three, four pitchers in the league. And um, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe a, a potential one of the best rookie pitchers in the league as well that we could be getting on our team come summertime. Um, so, yeah, a lot to look forward to. A little a few notes around the league. I mentioned Logan O'Hoppy, uh, the minor league catcher that we traded for Brandon Marsh at the deadline last year. He was lighting it up in L.A. He was uh, arguably their best offensive player uh, for, for a large part of the early season so far even with Mike Trout and Otani and Hunter Renfro um very sad to say he is going to be out uh four to six months now with a, a shoulder tear um so very unfortunate for him uh that actually I think is what brought up the uh Ruben Amaro's comments about wanting the other team to get value in trades was that they were talking about the uh the Brandon Marsh Logan O'Hoppy deal in which it's looking like um, it's going to work out really well for both teams um, in different ways, kind of like the uh, the Twins Marlins deal at the in the um, off season that sent um, Pablo Lopez, a uh, pitcher from the Marlins, that sent him to Minnesota in exchange for uh, Luis Arias, who is just on fire. I think he's batting still uh, four forty four, something like that. Um, so that's a good example of uh, a trade working out for both teams. But, uh, yeah, so Logan O'Hoppy is out four to six months, um, which could threaten his season. Um, I guess he could be back in August or September as well. But uh, best wishes to him. I, I was able to meet him um, actually in the same hour that uh, that he got traded from the Phillies to the Angels. Um, I saw him at a local restaurant. Um, he was there when he got the news, and I just so happened to run into him and had a brief conversation with him, wished him luck. I, I let him know that I didn't think we got enough value for him at the time. Um, 
which is really, really funny based on everything I'm saying about Brandon Marsh now and everything Brandon Marsh was doing. But, yeah, I was very uh, down that we the Phillies had uh, traded Ohapi. I was very big on him as he was uh, playing with the Reading Phillies at the time. And, um, yeah, I was able to meet him, had a brief conversation, uh, shook his hands. Uh, just a very uh, large, athletic dude and um, – Super, super nice guy. Uh, so I got my picture with him, and uh, I wished him luck as he was heading back home as he was from California, and he was telling me how excited he was uh, to be returning back home. So best of wishes to Logan Ohapi as he uh, rehabs through his injury, and hopefully he can come back and uh, pick up right where he left off as he was the early front runner for Rookie of the Year in the AL. Um, another former Philly, Vince Velasquez, everybody's favorite former Philly. Uh, no, I, no, uh, sarcasm there, right? Um, he's been on fire with the hot Pirates so far. The Pirates are 16 and 7, uh, won seven in a row. Velasquez has three straight quality starts. Um, just yesterday he had, uh, 10 strikeouts and seven innings, um, of no run ball. And, uh, He's been really upping his slider. He's up to 40% this year in terms of um, how often his slider is being used. And I think yesterday it was way over, I think it was close to 60%, um, well over 50. I think he had uh, 50 sliders yesterday and only 40 fastballs. Um, and, and uh, yeah, so he's... Uh, Old Vinny V is having a heck of a year for the Pirates so far. We'll see how long that lasts, but but good for him and good for the Pirates um, coming out of the gate strong. Nobody expected that. We will keep tabs on that and see how far long that they hold the division lead for. And uh, my Cubbies, my Cubbies, uh, my I predicted them to kind of be the uh, unsung team out of the NL this year that. Um, uh, played best, much better than projections were uh, were saying that they were going to. And uh, Cody Ballinger has been a really nice signing so far. Um, uh, defensively and offensively, he's really turned it around. Um, so, yeah, the Cubs are so far uh, looking like my prediction was good. Their starting pitching has been really good as well as their bullpen and defense up the middle. Um so with that being said, let's look ahead to this next week of games. We got a, a tough, tough, couple tough matchups against the Mariners, who are uh, similarly off to a uh, kind of less than um, overwhelming start in, I believe they're 11 and 12 as well, or they might be 10 and 12, but really close to um, identical as the Phillies to start off. We have them in town on Tuesday and Wednesday, as well as a day game on Thursday, in which um, linearly we got uh, Falter starting, then Walker, and then Strom. Um, and then we got our rematch. We got our end of April uh, World Series rematch with the Astros over the weekend in Houston. Um, and so that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it starts off with Nola versus Valdez. Um, redemption game there, and then we got Wheeler versus Javier. Uh, let's get that no-hitter back. Uh, please do not get no-hit again versus Javier and the bullpen. Um, so uh, good redemption opportunity there, and then we got the Sunday night primetime game, and as of now, it looks like uh, Bailey Falter will be getting 
that game uh, as well, which is a little bit scary. But um, we'll see what we can do. The Astros just beat up on the Braves, which was nice to see. Uh, nice to see Atlanta kind of come back down to earth after winning seven straight. Um, but, yeah, big, big week against the AL West uh, coming up. One at home, then finishing on the road in Houston. Um Hopefully we can take two or three versus Seattle and get back to 500 going into that Houston series. Uh, that would put us at 13 and 13. Um, it's kind of going to be tough, but uh, I think we can do it here. Seattle is not off to a great start, as I mentioned. And then, um, yeah, what's it? it should be a little bit of fire under this Phillies team to... Um, to get some revenge uh, against the Astros. So maybe we can take two or three there too with uh, Nola and Wheeler coming coming out and um, continuing their progression back to themselves uh, who they haven't really seemed to be in the early on of the season so far. Uh, so yeah, let's take two or three from each, go four and two. That would put us at, uh, well, that put us at 15 and 14 on the year. Um so that's what I'm I'm looking at for for the Phillies this week. Let's go four and two, win win both series, um, two to one each, and then uh, the schedule doesn't get much easier in the early on in May. We open up uh, at the Dodgers, and then we come back home versus the Red Sox, and then um, I think we got the Blue Jays after that. And uh, yeah, so it's it's not going to be an easy month of May. So we got to keep this keep this winning rolling, keep winning the series. Um, and hopefully we get Bryce Harper back uh, early on in May. This is uh, season starting to get fun. We're starting to turn things around and um, see the team that we were hoping to see. So I think that'll that'll be where I leave off today. Um, as always, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week to talk talk uh, about what we got versus the AL West this week. So um, yeah, I will talk to you all then. Have a great week and go Phillies.